And that's when I knew that it was just the Christmas spirit all along. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Wright. Man, another day. Another day. Another week, another podcast. We are just... I don't know. I feel like we're just, we're, we're out there. We're making it happen. We're cranking them out, man. We're doing the deal. We are absolutely doing the deal. I just got. Was that a text? Hey, it was a text. Um, my wife just texted me. Her blood pressure is very good. And she wanted to make sure that I knew that. And now all of you guys know that. So That's if you're out there in podcast world, fantastic. Amber's blood pressure. It's great news. Top notch. It's great news. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. Um, I actually, I had to go to the, uh, the doctor to get some updates and, um, I will say this after sober October, my cholesterol's way down, still too high. Learn it was, you know what? I went and got my flu shot and it was a drive through deal out front of my doctor's office. And I literally pulled up, they rolled down. I rolled down my window and up my sleeve, got the shirt, got the shot, was back on the road in like 90 seconds. Booyah. It was incredible. It was incredible. So Yeah. I, I will say, you know, we have had a, a number of conversations about things that have happened during this time that are better yeah. than normal interactions. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, trick-or-treating in a pandemic, <laughs> better. <laughs> Everybody's at the end of the driveway. Yeah. Everything's all pre-packaged. You grab your thing. You're on your way. Our kids cleaned up so much quicker. We we did the whole route in like less than an hour. We were back before the sun went down. Love it. Perfect. Love it. So I'm for it. I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. You're, but, you're so you know. you're going. You, wait, this is a bold stand. You're going down pro pandemic. I am pro. Yes. Wow. You can you can. <laughs> wow, that's bold. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's a hot take. It is. It's a hot speaking, take. Speaking speaking of hot takes, I'm gonna go ahead and take this opportunity to share a review that we got. On the uh, on the podcast about ourselves, this is from a user on uh, the Apple Podcast app named But Sauceman. Uh, gave us a five star review, and his uh, title was "Hot Takes." Maybe it's a, a she. Who knows? Maybe a female But Sauceman. That seems unlikely. You know, I found this podcast about a year ago, and I've listened to every episode. They either validate thoughts that I already have, or give me. Great new ideas to put into place. If you are trying to take your band to the next level, look no further and hit the subscribe button. You will be happy you did. Okay, bye. Thanks, Butt Saucman. Thank you, Butt Saucman. If you and your stupid username want to be featured on this <laughs> podcast, leave a review on the podcast platform or of your choice or drop uh, a little review on our Facebook page. Those are super helpful for us because nobody's really doing us any favors on any of these platforms and uh, more reviews and more higher ratings put us up on the charts as they are, which by the way, we're charting in like places like Denmark and the Philippines. Yeah. And every time you uh, review and give us a rating, we are, you know, raising our, our level in, in, in Denmark. So you should definitely do that. You should. Um, in other news, what have you been up to, man? You know, not a lot. I'm sort of planning toward, um, you know, the, the, my, my band has a gig, actually a gig. We actually have a gig. We have a gig. Woo! Yeah. December 5th, I think something like that. We have, you know, so we got a little time to prep and the boys are going to come, uh, to my backyard and we're going to do a distanced, um, all in-ears rehearsal in the backyard. Those of you who've listened for a while will know we tried that, um, 
a few weeks ago and rain intervened. So uh, I was looking, um, I mean, it's rainy as, uh, uh, you know, as anything today, but uh, hopefully it'll be passed by then and we'll be ready to go stand in the backyard and just make strange noises at each other to people walking by in the street. Perfect. So that'll be good. Yeah. Yep. Continuing to think about uh, revamping the set list and sort of revolving some things in and out and have it be fresh for us and fresh for people. And um, so it's, people are good. it's an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I, like I said, man, that, that band gig was like the best night of my year. Um, we had a, we've had a couple of like odd, rec- like, inquiries but like nothing's really shaken out but i've got a little bit of that that i want to talk about yeah in a, in a bit yeah uh, so yeah well it's good to hear that um you know we've been doing there's been a lot of work stuff going on that's basically all i've really been up to yeah yeah no mostly me too. to speak yeah so some stuff has changed in our neck of the woods and that being the united states of america um, some stuff has happened. Yes. Things have changed. Things are different now. Yes. Um, for better or worse. Um, you know, we've gotten some news this week that I think is beneficial, you know, in the grand scheme of things. The main thing being, um, that a company has come through saying that they have a, um, a candidate for a COVID vaccine that is currently set at 90% effective, Yeah, which is ridiculous by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, you know, the the um, the barrier of entry for the FDA in the states, as far as I'm aware of, is greater than 50 percent. That's right. So um, they're still in the like late trials of it. And they've got they've got plenty of wiggle room that if the overall effectiveness drops, um, even a, a very significant amount, they still have enough to qualify things to, um, you know, make it a valid option. So, yeah. and, and then if it does, you know, people are starting to think, all right, well, what's the time frame of rolling that out? And, yep. um, that sounds, you know, it, it matches the most optimistic case that we've been hearing all along, which is that, you know, it would start to hit the market toward the end of this year and probably the frontline healthcare folks would get it first. And then, um, and then the most at risk, and then sort of, we'd be looking Q1 into Q2, maybe middle of next year before it's really out for everybody, which, you know, frankly, that's that's the fastest timeline anybody really thought was reasonable. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, from a from a uh, a communicable disease standpoint, it's unprecedented yeah. to have that that kind of speed. Yeah, but so what um, that means is that may, maybe next summer we're back in business as bands. Maybe, maybe could be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Huge if true. You know. You know. We kind of need to look at things from a top down. You know, uh, approach. For guys like, you know, let's the biggest tour that like was going on in our realm was that Motley Crue, Def Leppard, you know, stadium tour. The likelihood of that happening in the summer is possible, but not necessarily probable. I feel like them pushing it out and additionally or may may be realistic. That seems really likely to me. But you know, working your way down the tiers for guys in our world, what you're saying is, yeah, late Q1, Q2 could mean a return to quote unquote normal. Yep. Because the, you know, the vaccine had gotten out far enough and the, um, the market is more comfortable with that approach. Yeah. Yeah. So that 
you know, with that in mind, I know that you sent me an article that you wanted to talk about that I feel like is definitely relevant to what we are talking about. So why don't you yeah. go ahead and take Well, so the mere presence of a vaccine doesn't necessarily get us back to normal, right? Because we don't know who's taken it. We don't know the stats. Still don't know really, you know, compared to some other countries, our, um, our test and trace is still pretty primitive. Um, but there was, there was an article on Billboard billboard.com about how Ticketmaster plans to make their events safe. And it basically revolves around um, some apps that people will um, attest and share proof of either vaccination or a recent clean test um, in ways that are, uh, you know, safe uh, HIPAA wise, you know, they don't, they don't expose um, personal identifying information. And, you know, so there's not a security or privacy issue about it. Um, and that it would leave you able to have a big event like that and really know that the people coming are are not a you know risk of turning your you know event into a super spreader of you know moment and, and and that that's that's always been sort of in my mind the two ways out are either mass vaccination to create herd immunity or tests are you know littering the streets and they cost 50 cents and everyone's right. tested on their way in um, to, to me, that's, it's going to be one of those two things. And, and, you know, there has been this plan here in this article from billboard, um, about how Ticketmaster plans to address that's really, really exciting. Um, so, uh, that was good news, but then you brought, you brought me down to, down to the ground about that just before we hit well, record. On let, this. Let's not get there quite yet. So, you know, that, that, um, Jonathan yeah. was actually talking about this. And as we were talking here on the live stream he, there, he just dropped it right in comments exactly um, to that. Yeah. Scott Smith going CBC turned CDC, which I will take that. I like it. Um, the, the question here, um, you know, the, the article got posted and the response from the general population was, let's say mixed. What, what, what did you see? Mixed. I mean, you know, some people like, excited that we're putting some tech in place that can get us back into a normal life. And then some people saying like, how dare you invade my whatnot? And, you know, there's no such thing as privacy really. And, you know, a lot of sort of conspiracy. Well, I mean, reasonable. I think, I think it's reasonable to be concerned about privacy. I think people, people should be more concerned about privacy than they are. Um, sure. but you know, for sure it was, it was, um, you know, wait, 2020 America polarized about something? How can no. how could that be? It was polarized. It certainly was. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think what you, what you're saying is right on the money. There's a there's a subset of people I would say the diehards, the people that are like just chomping at the bit that will go, I will do whatever it takes me up. Yep. in order to get back in a room with people and to to commune in this way. And there's other people who are going, I'm not willing uh, to cross that threshold in order to experience this. I don't feel comfortable with that level of oversight being, you know, available to a private organization, that right. kind of thing. Right. Um, so that's basically, I was seeing more negative than positive, but I feel like every time somebody posted it in a negative way, there were enough positive people kind of piling on going, I'm, you know, if this is what it takes to get back to normal, I'm, I'm on board. It was a two directional pile on. No question. hundred yeah. percent. So um, in, in that, I think um, a couple of things happen. I think billboard, took some conversations that they saw uh, Ticketmaster having and kind of extrapolated some things. And I feel like if you go to the bottom <laughs> of the article, which I don't know why anybody would read an article that was posted as opposed to just reading what's on the, the headline. No, doesn't the headline tell um, you everything? It's yeah, en enough to I mean, argue with anyway, right? I mean, sure. Really oh takes. yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
So in response I'm to I'm not the fact cynical that, about our discourse in this nation at all. Not, not a hint of, yeah. A lot of TLDR responses happen. So um, as of uh, earlier today, Ticketmaster issued the following statement, correcting the original part from Billboard. This is what they had to say. It was right. Uh, it was widely misreported yesterday that, that Ticketmaster will be requiring vaccine status slash test results for future events. This is not true. Ticketmaster does not have the power to set policies around safety slash entry requirements, which would include vaccines and or testing protocols. That is up to the discretion of the event organizer. We are indeed exploring these options, but it is still only a potential concept. And Ticketmaster will not be able to require such parameters. It would always be up to the event organizer. Yeah. So that's Ticketmaster's official stance. Here's the, there's a wrinkle to that though a little bit. Yeah. So Ticketmaster is a, part of a larger organization i think are ticketmaster and live nation in bed with one another like directly i don't know because that would be my only my only concern there is that if ticketmaster is a is a part of live nation then live nation is the event organizer and if ticketmaster is the exclusive ticket vendor for live nation then you're kind of inadvertently passing the buck a little bit right. to right. a subsidiary. Right. So there's that. But I think what they're saying is, is kind of on the money. Like it is ultimately up to their discretion. A private organization cannot dictate that kind of thing. I mean, we have seen in this country um, so far that, uh, you know, that we, you know, we can't even get a single state to agree <laughs> with anybody else. So we don't respond well to being told what to do. That's certainly true. You know, and I, I think what if you if you kind of parse what they said there, they are saying that somebody could dictate that about their event, but it's not going to be Ticketmaster, which right. I think is probably the right place to hold it. I think um, I think I, I like that they might be exploring technical options they could provide to event organizers, so the event organizer could choose to you know, kick those things off. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. I, I have this, I have this vision that I could put on like a really great big show and everybody would get a, you know, five minute spit test at the door, you know? Um, and then whoever doesn't like that they have to do that can deal with the bouncers or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's cause it, that would be polarizing. That would be, how dare you, you know, keep me away from you while I might be infected. I don't know. It, the logic of it doesn't really hold, but yeah, you know, here we are. Five minute spit t- test. The, uh, title name? of your sex. Yeah. It's a title. Of my sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Um, I think, I think there's, there's valid arguments on either side, but I, this is an unprecedented situation. Yeah. We're just going to have to kind of see what happens. Yep. And I think in this current situation, um, you know, we were talking about this last week that there is definitely um, a good reason to invest in the live streaming ecosystem. Yep. But I think at some point the, uh, the be concerned, stay home crowd and the I've got to get out of here social crowd are just there's going to be a tipping point and we're just going to have to kind of wrestle with 
you know, what concessions are we comfortable with in order to get back to doing what we would like to do? Yeah. And, and, and on the flip side of that, you know, the numbers don't look good anywhere in the country right now. So is that sufficient to push that tipping point in one direction or the other? Like we, it all remains to be seen. There's no, No. um, I, (laughs) I gave up trying to forecast this somewhere toward the third week of March. Um, (laughs) because there's just no telling there's no way to know yeah yeah i mean for those of us who have friends who own small businesses we're start i mean it's starting to get really concerning yeah because you know for the for the most part a lot of the um the year that we have been locked down the weather has been okay and we have not really been in a situation where it's been cold and people can't go inside and um whether some of these um, business models that have been sustainable during warm weather uh, are going to make it through uh, a cold snap right. this long. So, um, you know, we've had, we've seen so many businesses go under. I think they s- said, you know, one in five small businesses have closed, will not return. It may be even higher than that at this point. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we just had, we had a, a local venue here close this week uh, that was doing live music, you know, multiple nights a week. Um, Ben, who is being very not nice in the live stream, uh, was running sound there and, um, you know, lost his gig because, uh, they closed down, you know, luckily for him, he's gotten some other stuff coming up and we do need to talk about the thing that he wanted to talk about, but I don't think we're going to make it this week. So, um, we'll have to circle back to that. Don't worry about that. We will definitely get to it. We have lost, uh, brew pubs here in town. Um, a couple of restaurants, um, Including some like ones that you would have said, you know, never would have, you know, three generation, you know, mainstays of the community. Um, pretty heartbreaking. Pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know how do you get around it. Um, you don't. One of my one of my buddies um, who owns a um, who owns a series of, uh, a series. He owns a, ch- a bunch of restaurants, not a chain. They're all different. But um, they had a they had a positive case this week. They had to shut one of them down. Yep. And, um, you know, they have been really fortunate because the weather's been so nice that, you know, they've been actually getting pre-COVID numbers, you know, during this lockdown because they've got all this outside seating That's good. and things have been working. That's good. You know? you know, my town here in Greensboro, we, they opened up um, the main street, downtown Elm Street, which is the main drag through, through downtown. Um, they closed it on Friday and Saturday nights and let restaurants sort of take over the street space as outdoor um, service area. And... Um, there are some restaurants that are saying they're beating last year's numbers. It's um, crazy. And, um, and in fact, it's such a popular thing uh, that the city's looking at doing it permanently. So, yeah. um, you know, again, one of those things that will fall out of the end of this as, you know, we, we were forced to go into this. But you know what? It actually is pretty great. So we'll stick with it. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Gerald in live stream uh, posted, yep, despite us not being able to play music, I feel the worst for the owners we have developed relationships with and watching them suffer slash close because of this. I mean, no question. I think every single person who's listening to this has a story like that. I mean, we all do. Totally. And, you know, um, those of us with day jobs are, are definitely feel fortunate because we can um, put our our work aside and kind of on ice while, you know, all of this stuff kind of plays itself out and, and we'll be okay on the other side of it. I know um, for people in the service industry, there's been a lot of um, uh, issues with substance abuse and suicide and just like really, really dark, dark stuff. Yeah. So um, we're we are definitely very fortunate to 
uh, just be two guys uh, in our houses talking about this kind of thing and not having to live it's it, really, you know, it's really, on a day-to-day -day basis. really true, yeah. So, you know, if um, if we get FDA clearance on this uh, on this vaccine and it its efficacy kind of remains where it's at, uh, I will I would definitely you know roll my sleeve up and get it you know as soon as absolutely uh, as I could absolutely and then I would go out and I would start licking doorknobs. <laughs> I will. I, I will, will bring my groceries in without washing them. I will drive to greensboro or wherever it is that you live and i will open mouth kiss you live on facebook we will just we will get it done deal sounds good to me man let's bring it um in other news <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not let's, but let's, you know in principle i appreciate the you know gesture oh yeah 100 percent. so this has been a weird week business-wise for me as well um outside of work stuff i've had um, well, let's, let's just go ahead and we'll, we'll do like an ab abrupt stop here. We'll start from, you know, from the get go. Yeah. This week, I want to talk about why I turned down $1,100 in order to make 150. Hmm. Okay. Seems like a wild proposition, but hear me out. So this week I have gotten two inquiries from two different agents about two different events. Um, the first one came in, they were both, you know, Facebook deals. Um, one of the, one of the things that I, just, I absolutely love about this, uh, this network of people in this community is that, you know, we do share information, we do share availability and that kind of thing. And um, it's given me an opportunity to, to make really good connections and help other people along the way. Um, but this week uh, on Tuesday, I got uh, a note that, uh, a band based in Atlanta. So, you know, like a corporate group was looking for a sub vocalist for a wedding this weekend. So, um, I reached out and I was like, Hey, what are the details? And it was a, um, it was an event in South Florida that required, uh, travel days on Friday. The, uh, event was South of Tampa, which is about eight or nine hours from here. Um, with two hotel rooms, like two nights in a hotel. And, um, the pay was about 500 bucks, which is good money. But, you know, in that scenario, I'm looking at, you know, s spending my entire weekend, uh, away from my family, uh, for a single night's worth of work for 500 bucks. And, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't justify taking that time out. Sure. So, um, I, I, you know, I said, Hey, I don't think I can make that work. I think the travel's just too much. Uh, I will, uh, I'll ask around and just see if anybody's available. So that was on Tuesday today. I got a similar request from, um, a guy who has done, who I've done work for in the past. Um, same kind of deal. This one was in Mississippi, which is technically a shorter drive. Um, but not by a lot. Yeah. And, um, the pay was a little bit more, but, um, I just, I can't for the life of me justify spending 14, 15 hours in a car yeah. to make that kind of money. Yeah. So I also turned that one down. Um, now 
some of the guys that I uh, that that did take that gig are based in Alabama, and actually I played with them previously. Those guys are doing that gig. Cool. And um, the ones from a few weeks ago. Yeah. Nice. And uh, they were actually ones that were like, "Hey, why don't you have Adam come out?" And I just I, I reached out to him directly. Today. I was like, "Hey, man, I just, I can't make the drive. It's just not yeah, it's not feasible for me to spend that kind of time away for the money that they were offering." And and uh, once he heard, he was like, 14, 15 hours. No way, man." Um, yeah, yeah. so, um, and in doing that, a, uh, the, a gig at one of the restaurants I normally play at popped up okay. and so I put my, my hat in the ring for that one. So instead of making, you know, potentially 1100 bucks between those two gigs or, you know, one or the other, um, I did take a, a really cheap gig less than a mile from my house. And in doing that, it was just kind of a matter of, I can go and I can spend, three and a half hours of my life to make, you know, money. Yep. It's not, it's not huge. Um, but it, it, it impacts my, my family, um, significantly less. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's something that I can, you know, send to other people to, you know, come out and it's more of a social thing and, and not this, you know, massive, you know, logistical production. Right. So what, what would the, what would the price have been that would have gotten you out there? If I'm being perfectly honest, it would, it would be closer to a thousand dollars. If I got asked to drive that far, it would have to be around that, that yeah. number. Yeah. That's, and, and, and I understand how that's not reasonable for a lot of, for a lot of people and for a lot of gigs. Well, yeah. Okay. But it's not reasonable to ask you to drive 15 hours for it. <laughs> that's, that's the math, right? If they're going to yeah, be talk- an unreasonable request needs to be paid unreasonably. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to my son and he was like, you did what? You turned down what? And I was like, listen, <laughs> I'd rather spend time with you guys than, than do that. And he was like, what about $5,000? Like for $5,000, I'd be there with bells on. Totally. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, you know, I can definitely think of times in my life where either one of those opportunities, I would have probably taken them. <laughs> and I don't want to... Um, I don't want it to sound like I'm not grateful that um, people think of me in those moments and to be uh, trusted enough to to handle last minute gigs like that. It's just that you know, in this current season, I don't, I don't need, I don't need the money that bad. Yeah, and there might be a time when that would be, you know, the the calculus of all you have to weigh to make that decision would line up differently, and you would do it, right? Sure. It's just not now. But not now. You know, in, in my case, it ju- the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for the offer, but just couldn't make it work. Yeah. So I'll gladly take um, a significant pay cut uh, in exchange for quality of life, which I feel like I've earned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul just <laughs> chimed in, said, uh, need the total, the, you need to include total time uh, commitment against the rate for the gig in order yeah. to kind of make those essentially calculations. Um, yeah. Cause if you took either one of those and, and put them against the hourly commitment, it, it was like minimum wage Yeah, to do those. Yeah. So it's just not worth it. Not worth it. But it, like, like I said, I told my 10 year old and he was like, I would have done it just for fun. I was like, well, of course you would. You would have You're 10. What do you know? You're 10. You don't have, you know, you don't have to deal with the uh, the other things. Talk to me when you're paying a mortgage. Yeah, right. 
don't know, maybe he'd say something different. But yeah, in that case, it was just, it wasn't, um, it's weird to turn down a gig that would pay you 600 bucks. I don't know. But I think, it, I think, you know, I think we, um, setting aside the weirdness of our times, um, I think a lot of times people in our industry make decisions that are not the healthiest in terms of work-life balance. And, um, you know, you're not really leaving somebody in the lurch. There's, there's somebody else after you. Yeah. If you say no, you're not screwing them up. Um, they have other options almost always. I don't know about this weekend. That's kind of a little close, but, um, you know, so you don't need to really worry about, am I souring this relationship or am I, that's not, that's not in my experience, that's not really a thing. Um, maybe it is in some cases, but for the most part, like if you can really say like here, you know, here's the deal. It's just not the, 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 what it's going to take to get there just isn't what I'd have to charge you. Doesn't, wouldn't make any sense. So, you know, thanks for the offer. Um, Well, and, and another thing to think about this is from a business owner standpoint, like, um, you know, the, the one, the one that I, that I got today, I feel like there's a bit, there's a bit bigger of an issue. So it's one thing when it's like Monday or Tuesday and the, and the gigs on Saturday, it's another thing when it's Thursday and the gigs on Saturday, like what has happened up to this point where you are looking for somebody that close to the event? Yeah. Somebody already bailed, right? You're, you're not their first choice. Either they bailed or they didn't do enough legwork on the front end. and, And now it, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get too heavy into it, but there's kind of like a respect issue there. Like how much do you respect your client and how much do you respect your players to kind of put them in a situation like that? Yeah. Because it's, you're not being set up for success in a situation like that. Yeah. You, yeah. It, you know, at one thing, you know, on what, on one end, you know, you, you don't have everything that you need in order to do a good job. And then the person who has, you know, probably paid for this well in advance, isn't getting the end result that they were expecting. Right. And so that's kind of like a twofold issue. Right. And, and, you know, do you respect your own performance and the quality of what you deliver more than to try to hail Mary it out in a couple of, couple of days prep time, you know, yeah, all around, it's not a good setup. And, you know, somebody's looking to make something happen. That's already, you know, <laughs> the show is limping already and they're going to try to bring you in to solve that and saying no to them doesn't help. But yeah, um, you know, on some level that kind of has to be not your problem. I mean, sure. It's just kind of a messy, messy situation. It's messy. But- it is. It, 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 it can be messy, but you know, I think uh, to sort of go back to what I was, the bigger point I was making, um, you know, when I was doing that weekly um, acoustic karaoke show, there came a point where I was really, really clear that doing it every week to get it up on its feet and kind of get an audience for it was was worth investing in and that I was going to need to find someone to trade off with just because doing it every week was brutal, like brutal. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the world intervened on the brutality of it before I could find a partner. But, yeah. um, you know, when we get back to that, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking to make a better choice there in terms of work-life balance because – you know, I think you have to, I think, I think, um, otherwise you just, you just end up resenting the thing that you love and that's, yeah, that's no way to live. 
So yeah, I think in conclusion, I think you need to look at those situations for what they are, know your worth, know what you're um, what you're willing to uh, to take and what you're not, yep. and just kind of make an educated uh, decision based on that information, and not not over, don't overextend yourself for the, you know, under the the concern that you may not get another opportunity like this because the fact of the matter is is that this is kind of a rough opportunity. And, um, you know, and they know better it. opportunities they will, know it. will present themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Jonathan Klein just chimed in. When you guys book full band events, how do you guys handle figuring out the size of PA you need or uh, for the event or venue uh, for full band? Do you rely on somebody else to figure it out? Just always rent or bring the same size PA? Uh, would be interested to see you guys go into the depth of that process. So, um, to question. answer that question, um, I think I can answer that for both of us. You and I have a PA that we just bring. Yep. So um, we both own a uh, a PA that is uh, sufficient for the majority of the um, the kinds of gigs that we play. Yes. So uh, for members only and all of the ATL party bands uh, groups, it is a four thousand watt uh, QSC rig. Two KW one eighty ones, two K twelves. Everything else is done via in ears. Um, that covers most of the gigs that we need it for. So um, you know, our typical gig is going to be uh, a private event for somewhere between you know fifty to two or three hundred people. Four thousand watts is the is the sweet spot. Um, for anything bigger than that, uh, we're probably going to you know production is going to be provided yeah either by a third party or the event promoter or whatever yeah so like doing big outdoor events and stuff they're gonna you know the the client's going to provide production yeah is that what you guys kind of do as well yeah essentially i mean my my rig is more tuned for bar bar stuff than than venues like you play so it's a smaller overall setup it's a pair of ip2000 turbo sound ip2000 tower um array monitors or array speaker systems um yep. And it does fine for essentially the places we play. Uh, it's way overpowered, actually, for almost all of them. Um, Good. Yeah, no, that's what that's what you want it to be. You want it to be turned up just a little <laughs> for almost every place, so that the yeah. times I've taken it outdoors into bigger, you know, playing at the park or something, it's got yeah. enough crank to to cover some some bigger space. Still, the times I've done that, I have wished that I had more professional production and bigger system and all that stuff. Um, but my my rig got us. 90% of the way there. And then, yeah, anytime it'd be bigger than that. Anytime we've played somewhere that, um, is much more substantial than that. That's been, that a system has been brought in that we didn't have to think about. Yeah. The industry term is headroom. Headroom. Thank that's you. Yes. What, you want. what, what, uh, crank is what you, what you were, uh, responding to. I think I called it. No, ha no, no. You, that's what you want. You, you want to be, you want to have headroom. You do. Yes. Yes. When, when you're talking about, yes. Oh, I have an overpowered, yeah, no, yeah, system. no, sorry. Yeah, that's not overpowered. It just has sufficient headroom. It has headroom. Yeah. Sufficient headroom. That's what you want. Exactly. Low noise flare, high headroom. Important. <laughs> yep. So uh, I hope that is, uh, I hope that makes sense. Um, and listen, know, I, we I could think... go into, and I think somebody asked, we haven't covered it, but there was a question about like, how does it work to work with a venue system and, you know, guidance about that? It's a yeah. great conversation. Well, no, we should probably do a whole episode on that because um, it's a it's a topic. 
Yeah, I mean, in for for members only, we've got a we've got a rack that's got um, you know, an X thirty two rack unit and a sixteen channel split. So, um, you know, we basically can plug into whatever. Yeah. Uh, if it's a if it's a, a whole if it you know a lot of times for like big events, what we request the again talking about industry terms, we refer to racks and stacks, mm-hmm. which basically means uh, if you bring power amps and a line array, we can take care of the rest. Right. Um, so, you know, that's typically what we request other than, you know, if they've got like a big honking system and uh, a really nice board, Ben will, <laughs> will defer to them Sure. and uh, he will mix front of house while we control our, um, our side stage stuff on our own. So, yeah. so. but uh, guys, thanks for tuning in and uh, chiming in on the live stream. Those have all been super contributory to the conversation. Very helpful. Evening. Very helpful. So, um, have anything else you wanted to, uh, to mention? I'll just point out that, that Ben, the famous Ben's contribution was to point out that I'm cooler than Adam. So that was, uh, an important part of what happened in the live stream. Uh, Which is a pretty bold statement for Ben to take considering, you know, who signs the checks from this thing. Not that I'm, you know what, this is the most leverage Ben has had over me this entire time (laughs) because (laughs) I haven't given that kid a dime. Right, right, right. (laughs) <laughs> because we're just things aren't moving so yeah. he's he's independently wealthy as far as uh our situation is concerned there you uh, go. and more power to him he actually got himself um like a full-time production gig that's probably going to be very beneficial sweet uh and 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 consistent for him so uh, i'm very happy uh that that's the case because i know for contractors this whole thing could be super super sketchy brutal and he's found something that hopefully will give him a bit more uh consistency awesome uh, let's see. Jonathan said, got an X32 we use for in-ears as well. Uh, anyone else having issues with the iPad app for X32 version 4.0? Uh, we use the um, we use the Midas M32 app. Um, it has been consistent. I feel like the X32 app stopped working when the iPad OS went 64-bit versus 32-bit. So the M32 uh, apps all work really, really well. Uh, as well as some of the third-party like MixStation and that kind of thing. But yeah, don't use the Behringer apps. Use the Midas apps. They're way better. And that's all I got. Me too. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, you know, this being just the weirdest time of all time, we have done our best to uh, come up with fresh, usable content um, week in and week out. And I appreciate everybody who's stuck it out with us. Um, and uh, we appreciate your support and uh, all of that good stuff. So thank you again for tuning in. If you want to help us do all the stuff that Dan's about to drop into the bumper. But for this week, I will go ahead and call it from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 128. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.